0: Winter is coming, but not before the latest edition of Toby Haydock's Who's Round. Enjoy! Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is unusual uh, uh, for many reasons. It's, it's I think, If Andrew Pixley is listening, this is the uh, Who's Round that is recorded, the latest. Uh, in the evening ever because it's 20 past 11 we've never done them on this before because we're at the stand comedy club in newcastle uh, i have just done a gig and i've lured a friend of mine uh so yes it's unusual it's uh, i have uh, somebody i know who has also listened to who's round uh, which means that i've just given it probably the longest and most tedious preamble of them all so i hope he's worth the wait i know he will be i'm going to ask him to introduce himself and tell me why i'm talking to him about doctor who uh, I'm Ben Crompton. I played Ross in Series Eight, Episode Two, got Two, Into the Dalek. Yes, and that surprised me for many reasons because yeah. I didn't know you were going to be in it. Did you uh, not? No, no, you hadn't told me, and uh, I, we hadn't, uh, I hadn't. I probably hadn't seen you for about a year no. or something. No, and um, uh, and there you were, uh, and I said, "Oh, hello, that's <laughs> Ben with no hair." And there we are. So, um, uh, uh, tell me about how. How the part came about because you are a fan of Doctor I am do a fan. Yeah, I was. A, I was a fan. Particularly, I'm mean, a sort of Tom Baker man. If if you're a, if you're going to be a man of anyone, I'd be a Tom <laughs> Baker man. Uh, but also, me my son was a was a massive fan. and A lot of the stuff I've done is not the sort of stuff you could do, like Game of Thrones and uh, Kill List. It's not the sort of stuff you could could watch. And he was just at the right age, so um, I was quite keen to, to to get to get on it. And um, actually came about from uh, ben, ben Wheatley, who um, is a mate of mine. He'd done um, a couple of series of Ideal, which was this BBC Three series which I'd done with uh, Johnny Vegas, which Graham Duff had written, which is a, 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 great, a, a great series, a lot of fun to do, a lot of stand-ups in that as well. Um, in, in fact, I think I was the only stand-up in Manchester who wasn't in it. Do you know so. what? You probably <laughs> Jay, Jason Manford was in the first series, which I don't think many sort yeah, of. Was that, yeah, they cut his character. They cut like, his yeah. character, yeah. And where is he now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and Graham Duff, who wrote it, was in the episode before you as the waiter. In he Peter was. was. Yes. It was weird. Actually, what Ben does, he kind of gets a lot of his old crew in. So at the read-through, we were there and Graham was there, Smiley was there... Um, uh, Tony Way as well. Done, Tony like, Way, yeah. he done, he done, he, he, yeah. He kind of gets, he, he's very loyal like that. He gets people in that he likes, and that he knows. I've got to say, I was, I was at that read through, and it was great because they're reading the first two episodes, and it was Pete Capaldi's first read through as the Doctor. 18th of December you'll know this I'm going to make sure I get the date right <laughs> but I think, I'm think i pretty sure it was the 18th of December and it was just it was a great it was a really memorable day I remember being sat there and in a small park I was, I was effectively in, you know Star Trek red shirt but it didn't matter because it was something I wanted to do and I uh, sat there and we all went round the room uh, and had to say who we were playing and the like and uh, it got to Peter and he said um, I, I'm Peter and you know who I playing." And uh, Stephen Moffat just said, uh, no, come on, do it And he said, okay, I'm Peter Capaldi and I'm playing the Doctor And everyone just erupted into sort of a round of applause And I got goosebumps and it was it was really, it was a really lovely moment But um, yeah, I've got Ben to thank for that Because um, I was actually, uh, I was in Belfast, uh, we were doing Game of Thrones uh, And we are doing Season 4, Episode 9, which is a big battle at the wall now, the anybody knows Game of Thrones, and I'm, I play a character called Dolores Head, who's part of the um, the uh, who watches one of the Watchers on the Wall. And most of our stuff is shot on location, but for this, there was this huge. We had this huge set, which was like the trenches, mm. an ice trench, uh, which Neil Marshall was directing, and um, Ben was over doing a recce. So I was like, we'll like let's hook up, and just in the bar, I said. You're doing the next uh, you're doing the next two are aren't you? And he went, Yeah, I yeah. am. I said, Is there anything in it? And uh, he said um, he said there's not much, but have a look and see if I can get you in. And uh true to his word he did, and small part but very happy to do it, and uh, that was a very long answer, wasn't it? No. To, uh, well, it's a question. no, it's no, the, the, those are the best ones. I think you've cancelled out my introduction now, oh, which right, okay, is, which is good, okay. But it's because uh, it, I have to say, it is a it is the dilemma, isn't it? Of if, if mm. it's been your ambition to be in Doctor mm. Who, do you mm-hmm. go when the opportunity arises, mm. do you ever have that thing go, Well, it is a small part, well, that's got for a bigger part, so should I hold out? And how yeah. much of that is a dilemma? I did have that, I and I, I, I thought, well, it's Ben, so you know, you never know, it's you know, with acting you never know that you're on some people's radar and not on others. And I knew Ben and I knew it was a good time to ask and um it was a good time for my son to watch it, and he—he he, that was that was the thing. And, and what I did beforehand was I tried to sort of say, he'd be like, it'd be great for you were in Doctor Who, so I tried to sort of steer things going, would be good if I was in, he went, be good with the Cybermen? I went, oh, what about oh, the Daleks? And, yeah, the Daleks, that'd be good. So I sort of geared it towards him thinking he created the situation. Ah, oh, so before was before, the perfect part. So you knew yeah. and he didn't. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, so I, uh, and then suddenly... It was that, and he. When I came on telly, he just said, "This is the most awesome day of my oh, life." God. And then five minutes later, I, I, I died, and he burst into tears, oh, <laughs> and it was inconsolable for about ten minutes. And oh, I just thought, no. "I've not thought this through." He's <laughs> <laughs> it all right with it now. But had you told him before the episode, or did you sit down and watch him with him, not knowing? No, I I built this whole thing up and going, "Wouldn't it be good," and he was going to be great if you're not going. Yeah, and then it got. Of course, there's the trailer at the end of so at the end of episode one. Mm. There was a clip of me in it, and then sort of he saw it then so he knew to look forward to it so it, it, you know it was kind of uh, it was kind of for that reason and also there's that there's that strange logic with Doctor Who where you think do you know what there might of all the shows there is a chance I might be able to do one a few years down the line because I mean particularly in Classic Who I know there was a lot of actors who they just we were well, we, I we, was, about we were Michael talking Bush, about yeah. Yeah, we talked Michael Wish and how they, they they did multiple episodes but even like you know Peter Capaldi and you know there's people who have done bits before and then oh, pop yes. back up so maybe ten years down the line I don't know do it again with them you know it'd be, be too so sure, who knows. sure. And, and should we give your son a name check yeah, Albie. Hello, because yeah. he might be listening to this when we're both dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there's a thought. Yeah, because <laughs> you, you're the future, Albie. So you, you know he might be. Yeah, he yeah. Might. You, you might have to start interviewing <laughs> people, a 90 year old Freeman Angela. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, be passing the torch on. So. On. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so, because obviously, yes, it was Capaldi's first one. Mm. How, how certain was he of how he was playing it then at that at that stage? Um, I d- I don't know. I mean. He, uh, I don't know. He he he's such a. I think he's a brilliant actor. I'd done something. I'd done something small with him a few years ago called The Suspicions of Mr. Witcher, which is based on the book, and uh, I'd met him briefly on that. Uh, and I he's just so. You know, he's the sort of actor you'd want to work with anyway. But he didn't sort of dis- discuss too much. He was, I guess, you know, you, you're finding your way, aren't you, really? And you're gonna you have to be as confident with those first few scripts as you, as you can be, but. Um, I, 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 that read through I just went I wasn't you know when he was cast I went oh that's interesting but after that first read through I went oh my god he's brilliant he's absolutely brilliant I rang my mate I went he's brilliant he's absolutely you know and I, I think he's I think he's just got better and better I think the last season season 9 has been incredible and I think they've really utilised his his talents as a, as a great actor there's been some great scenes mm. Oh, war, nice, what's sure. the you'll know the, what's the war scene the one where the uh, the, the Osman with like the, Osgood box or something. Oh, with the in the, Zy- the yes, Zygote. one speeches, where he, he does that. So. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. incredible. I thought I think that it's was. Great. And what, I don't know if the Baftas are, but but I don't, because it's science fiction. It, the, the acting is always it's, it's underestimated. It, I think fiction. it is. It was, it was such a it was a great experience. I mean, it's out in Wales. It's about, I'm in Newcastle. It's just five and a half hours. You know, and you get there and you go oh, there's a canteen and it's a studio and it's everything you you expect it to be. It was so weird though we, we did um, um, do you know the bit where we go into the Dalek? there's a, there's a bit where we we're, we're actually were sort of injected into the mm. Dalek around with this bit where there's a bit where they, I think they, 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 they changed the camera speed anyway, but they asked us to sort of go in slow motion. There's me and Jenna and, and, and Peter and um, Laura, and we're sort of doing this against a black backdrop and it's like a sort of slow motion 70s avant-garde theater piece and um, it was ridiculous, but also the crew started laughing, and uh, Peter said, okay, have you got some music or something? So Ben put on some Philip Glass. So it's those little moments which I love. When you're watching it, and then we're going, we're listening to Philip Glass there. <laughs> so the crew's laughing, and we're doing this sort of slow motion swimming through. And it's, a lot, it's a tiny moment, but, you know, it's um, it's lovely. It's a lovely job to do. And there's a bit of um, green screen and guess and all that sort of thing. I mean, is that is that all in an actor's arsenal now, as... That not particularly remarkable thing to have to do, especially I guess with the amount of <laughs> um, sort of tele work that you've done. I, I mean, is it not too particularly different to the other stuff? Do you know what? There wasn't in that. There wasn't actually. That was so funny because it was against a black backdrop. It, it felt so old school in the way that there wasn't a green screen for that. Uh, there didn't. The, the little bit that I didn't. Know, there wasn't loads of green screen. There was um, a little bit when we're looking down into the inside of the Dalek. I think there was a bit of green screen and uh, one of the crew picking his toenails. <laughs> I, remember, I remember that going, wow, look inside the Dalek. There's a, there's a guy in a North Face jacket and a tweezer tucking into his toes. Um, th- yeah, I mean, it's uh, Game of Thrones, a lot of green screen on that. Um, I, think well, we, I think we had the biggest green, actually when we did the North of the Wall scene, we did the, um, sorry, the, the Battle of the Wall uh, in episode nine, I think we had the biggest green screen in Europe. To cover the whole, experience. wow, yeah, yeah, because that must. Be, let's let's move on to that because that that I know will be of interest to many listeners. And don't worry, I'm not even going to press you for anything about next year. But uh, <laughs> if if we're going to be talking about the episodes that have been broadcast, yeah. so if you are behind as I was up until relatively recently, we're going to be talking about everything that's out there. So you know, fast forward five minutes. Uh, if you want to hear about do watch uh, but first do watch <laughs> oh my god you've done your research have you <laughs> Winter Angel that was Channel 5's first original drama commission yeah and, yeah. But, and, and a sequel to A Much the 70s it classic. was Yeah, yeah, yeah it didn't go anywhere it no probably, yeah, yeah. it's a shame do you remember uh, anything about it? Yeah. Remember, do do much uh, now yeah. actually. Everyone. I did I, I did an I, I remember doing an absolutely awful Glaswegian accent. I remember and I went I went to I was quite young and I, I went to um this um she's great uh, a, a vocal coach called Penny uh, Penny Dyer and Ooh, yeah, uh, she's one of uh, the you know top. You, yeah, yeah, you know yeah, yeah she and um I went to her and I was session with her trying to get a Glaswegian and you watch it, I'm just like holy toledo they kept that in that's that's awful. But it's it was a it was a funny one uh, doing watch. It'd been, it'd been nice if it had gone, but I, I don't know. Did you what? Have you seen it? I haven't. Yeah, not for years because I was a big fan of the, the, the original. original. And I could, but didn't and Roy Battersby directed it. Roy Battersby he directed. He's a heck it, yeah. of a director. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. great. Um, um, yeah, lovely bloke. Yeah, but yeah, we. I, I was sort of hoping for a new because I just when I did, I'd just done the whole of the seventies series, which I think was great. You know. So there was yeah, there's, there's, a, there's, a there's of sort of the option you think it might go to something else, but but it's interesting because of course now. I mean, it's not that long ago, but now you're going, if they want somebody to do a Glaswegian accent, they'll just cast somebody who's Glaswegian. To be fair, he was, uh, I, it was me trying to be a bit smart. It, it was at the read-through. and he just, it, Roy just said, do it in your own accent, do, do it in a Stockport accent. And I went, oh, he's called Ewan McAllister. You know, could I show me range and do a, <laughs> do a Scottish accent? Uh, you know... Should, should have actually done a good one really <laughs> <laughs> so I, that would have been better <laughs> is it my i think it was michael j fox said uh, pain is temporary film is forever <laughs> <laughs> probably worth remembering that uh, when they shout action <laughs> um well all right so so going with that, particularly actually that episode that we've discussed that we've alluded to <laughs> the 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 one with the battle on the wall yeah um when you got that script about halfway through did you think I'm not going to make it out of this way oh, yeah. oh yeah 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 you always do I mean uh, especially because even though if you know uh, in the books that your character survives you, you know it, it, it doesn't matter because there's a big battle it's episode 9 you're the only guys in it there's got to be some casualties in there to have it some you know to have it some some emotional impact and I'm literally turning the pages going this is it so I need to get a new job how am going to pay the rent um, but somehow survive I, I, because all your mates didn't make, make it. Well, it, I, 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 I've got to say, there's I was there's Mark Stanley when we were yeah. talking about Mark, Mark who plays Gren. He was a just a smashing, lovely, down to earth bloke. That was the, the saddest of film. Reading that when I mean, it just, it just cuts back to him and it says Gren was dead. I was like, oh my god, they've killed Marco. You know, all the others, the Starks, get rid. It's fine. I don't know. I've got no personal investment. <laughs> I mean, they're lovely, they're ace and that. But I was just, but also it was known because we, you know, it was known. It was in the books. Yeah. So we knew it was coming and stuff. But this was when they'd written somebody off, who because he's still alive in the books. He's still alive he? in the books. Pip's still alive. In that, you know, yeah. Joe's character. He's he's still alive in the books. But I th- I kind of think it was partly to do with. Um, Sort of penance for the, for the character's outlook on life. I mean, Dolores Ed is is the sort of character. If anybody would welcome death, it's him. Life is such a sort of chore for him that actually surviving <laughs> it's, it's it's just going. Oh great, still here. So I, you know, thanks, George R.R. R Martin. Right, you know. Yeah, I th- I think. Yeah. So, so how does one get a how do, how, how how does um, Game of Thrones enter your life? And was that quite a lot? Because they seem it seems to be. You know, let's not not make any bones about it. This Game of Thrones is sort of made up of the best, the pick of the actors from from Great Britain, and you're you're among them. So how does how yeah. does that get? How do you get there? And, and was there ever a point? There must have been a point in that process where you're going. This might actually happen. Well, the, the, it, it's a strange one because I, I remember getting an email through from my agent. I uh, sat in the. Doctors and we waited for about an hour, and uh, just go another oh, one. See for this Game of Thrones, and I didn't really know what it was. Didn't have Sky. I'd just seen posters of Sean Bean, you know, some medieval thing. So this was uh, this was season two. See, that's the thing they call it seasons. I, I I was always a man who called things series, but of course, it's they call it season. So season two, we were about to start. They were casting for that. I didn't know anything about it. Went for the meeting. Um, there was Alan Taylor the director there and Dan and David and uh, I think Frank a few execs and uh, oh no 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 it was Robert I think it was just Robert Stern at Nina Gold's the first one I didn't have I didn't have a clue what it was about and he's like okay so you're at the wall I'm like what wall where is this 1882 what is going on I have no idea Um, and then I met, went back and met met with uh, more of them and I uh, end up Having a few meetings, and then I then had, had a really weird. I had a conference call with Dan and David in my living room, and Dan and David are um, in LA, and just saying, okay, just what well, we like, we're doing, but can you make it like less caffeine, more sort of Valium and I thought I'd done the most laid-back performance I'd done but my natural energy is quite sort of speedy I've, and with the Tourette's and that I'm quite twitchy and sort of high energy so I brought it right down so they were asking for less I was thinking oh my god I'm doing nothing but I had to keep bringing it down and down and down and uh, so by the time I got the part I was a bit um I was a bit like, have I got it, have I not? And then they were like, oh yeah, you, you, you've got it. It was quite a casual sort of thing. And it wasn't huge. It wasn't, it wasn't huge by that stage. So it was that you're slowly sort of sucking in. I mean, I remember going down to the set and it being massive and there being green screen and just going, wow, this is a big thing. And year on year, it's just got bigger and bigger And So thankfully I was one of those that was, um, I was the frog that was uh, cooked and then they turned the heat up. Whereas now, I think an actor coming in now, must feel the pressure because right. they know it's a huge show mm. We do sometimes sit on set and um, we're just talking absolute rubbish and you know doing armpit farts and just talking nonsense and they're, they're turning over and then like Kit'll turn to us going, we're on the biggest show on television? I'm going <laughs> <laughs> go, we should probably concentrate <laughs> come on it's great it's um it's a really lovely show to be to, to be a part of you got to work with Peter Vaughan. Yeah, I did. I got to meet. Him. He's a he's a he's a sort of local lad as well. You know, heel green and that. He's a sort of Greater Manchester lad. Ah, yes. That's didn't didn't realize. And he's great. I mean, he's like he's like ninety one and just still turning up and being guided onto set. But he's ace. Um. Yeah, Peter Vaughan. You know, that's that's some quality stuff going on there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so, all right, take us back to the beginning, Ben. Um, uh, what what got you into this this business and what what was the inspiration? Um, <laughs> I was uh, I was honestly I was jumping around the living room in reddish in my underpants being Tarzan when I was four and thinking this is ace mate I might do this for a living. That was the moment and I just thought I'll do it would be good to do this for the rest of your life, wouldn't you? Then. I did a bit of, you know, school plays and stuff, I did a few pantomimes at the library theatre, sort of 85 to 87, when I was about 10, 12, something like that, did bits and pieces, and then I went to Manchester Met, doing the old Polytechnic, you know, which is, you know, yeah, yeah. well, it was still in Didsbury then, opposite the Parswood pub, Mm -hmm. and that's where, like, Coogan and John Thompson went, and... um, uh, it was great. So you're out of town, so you just sort of focused on, you know, on 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 you know, on the training itself. And um, they've knocked it down now, all flats. Well, you know that you live around there, don't you? Yeah, yeah. You're I'm you're you're Chorton, so you yeah yeah. It's all flats. That's very very sad. That, but it was um that was that was a good bit of training. Um, and I we did showcase. The good thing about Manchester um, is it did a showcase in Manchester at, at, at the Royal Exchange, so we got to meet all the Northern agents. And then we did one at the Drill Hall. Um, And from that, I got a bit of interest and then people saw us there and there was a guy called Tim Fountain who's a writer and he just won the Pink Paper Award. Um, And I got the main part of that, basically play him as a young lad, sort of coming of age story of him coming out last bus from Bradford it was called, Um, which was a great opportunity. So I got to do the play there at the Drill Hall, got to see a couple of agents come from it. Met my agent Sally Hope. She no that, and you've had the same agent all through. I have actually. Oh, have. I've I've stuck. I've stuck. I've stuck with her. She's great. She's no nonsense. She's the sort of person you want on your side rather than not on your side. But she's smashing. And the first thing she puts up for before it even said yes, we'd sort of had a chat, and she said we'll have a think about it. And then she went, I'm sending you a script for this film, and it was called, it was um, the Full Monty. And back then it was great. They there was no email. Um, back then it was all fields. <laughs> it was all fields. We were all living in huts and throwing our own muck at each other. And um, a bike turned up, so they'd send a courier. So you'd, you'd get, you know, you know, you didn't know if you were going to get shot or a script. And some bloke in, the, in leathers and a helmet would turn up and uh, hand you a script. And uh, yeah, that was the first thing I went. Uh, the first, first, or oh, proper audition I went for was for the full monty, for a character who <laughs> who did favours. Um, he auditioned to be in the troop and he, he did sort of favors, um, you know, sexual favors. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I've gone very British there, you know, sexual know. favors. You <laughs> want to see me stand it up? Some... It's pure filth. <laughs> it's uh, um, uh, they they, put, they cut the part at the end. was uh, probably too good. And <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, she was sound, so I went with her. And um, yeah, I, I I liked her. So it, it's it's down, and you just. You do gigs for now. You do plays for not much, and you get your face known, and then you do bits of things. For yeah, Monday but and you've and had a, you've had a good. You've, I mean, it's a difficult thing, I think, to, to have a sustained career as a character actor on telly, and you've you've sort of done it. I mean, you've yeah. You've, uh, you know, you're you're one of those actors that pops up in everything. I do, uh, and, and yeah, yeah sometimes to a, g- a good extent. Um, yeah. I mean, think of something like Ma- a Man Stroke Woman. Yeah, Which that was a fun, yeah. thing, but you wrote for that as well. And no, I to be fair, I, well, I tell you what, I wrote once. They t- took one sketch mine in the second se- series, but I mean, right? We we would add lib stuff. I mean, the scripts were written, so I'm not taking everything from the writers there, and they were great. Some of well, some of them were great, some of them weren't as great. But that's the nature of sketch shows. I think you know, it's it's like a you know a buffet. That's what Alf, Alfie, jo, our friend Alfie Joey, he, he you know he compares it to a buffet. You're going to get some things you like, something you don't. Um, there was some great stuff in there, but we'd always sort of add a little bit in. And, and for those and, that may not remember, it's worth it was, it was it was quite big at the time. There were two two at the time, there? there was one woman and another spoons. one. Spoon, spoon. Yeah. Tom, Tom Goodman Hill and Kevin Bishop. They were all in that. There was also prior to that. There was one called Channel Five. Did one called Swinging, which I which I went for, and obviously I'm glad I didn't get because I got. Master 1 which I I loved that was Nick Frost Amanda Abington uh, Nick Burns Burns, Meredith McNeil who's this brilliant sort of crazy Canadian actress who was in Frequently Asked Questions About Time and various other things who's now (laughs) she bought an island and a canoe once and now she's moved back to Nova Scotia or something (laughs) she's brilliant and uh, Daisy uh, Daisy Haggard yeah who's Daddy's Piers Haggard, in the... Uh, yes, uh, and, the, and in uh, d- Doctor Who with, with, with yeah. the, the flat one with the cordon. Yeah, the, the yeah. lodger. Yeah. yeah, it's full circle, isn't it? Yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and I was at Piers Haggard's house about a year ago today, interviewing about Quasimus. Did you? Because he directed ah, Quaid. Did he? Yeah. Ah, right. Okay. Um, so So yeah. So, so so that's that was something slightly different from. Being an actor in a show, although you're, that was a that was a sort of sketch vehicle for do you, you know guys. What? That that was kind of a shift for me to be honest. With you. And I think, I think what it was. I will tell you what it was actually. When I think back, it was a. Do you know there's an actor called Dominic Coleman who people might they might not recognise his name, but if you saw him, you go, oh, that's the guy. He was in the Starator advert, honestly, the Carling, where he's a guy licking the following the a, a trail of booze, and it leads up to the bath, and he's been in. He was in Swinging. I think it was in Sex, Lies, The Potato Men. And Debbie, as it was doing a film, um, and there was a character, it was Confetti, and there was a character with Tourette's. And he said, oh, I know an actor who's actually got Tourette's. Um, You might want to see him, uh, Ben Crompton. And so I met Rachel Freck, who's a casting director who does a lot of, well, she does a lot of uh, predominantly comedy, um, such drama and stuff. And she met us, and through her, I got to do some funny stuff and some improvisation, and then she got in and kind of ideal and manstroke woman around the same time, and I started to get seen for comedy roles, which was great because I've always... Well, it's kind of what we were talking about before. I've always wanted to do comedy, you know. Um, I started doing stand-up finally in 2010 when I was, like, 36 or something. But I've kind of... they, they I always get cast as, like, wiry, weaselly, you know... You get the breakdown. It's like you know, you know, Mickey is a rat. He's all <laughs> he's all pasty and wiry. You won't want to, you know, in your house. So it's oh, one of these. Do you still lovely, me, Miss is like, I still love you. Um, so it was great getting in the in, the, in you know getting to for sort of comedy roles and that. And Rachel was great for that. Rachel Freck getting us in for for a bit of stuff. So I was made up getting Man Straight Woman because it's the sort of stuff I like to do: sketch stuff and stuff where you can. What well, it's a great. Confused. It's a great. It's like you text say about an actor wanted to show their versatility you get yeah, to all sorts of different styles and all sorts of different voices and accents yeah, and looks yeah, yeah. And boom 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 yeah. Yeah. There, was a, you know, there was a sketch in that which um, <laughs> they cut because it didn't fit sort of thematically it might have been just crap but I think it didn't fit thematically but it, I was I um, was uh, I got to play David Hasselhoff. <laughs> well, I got to play a man who thought he was David Hasselhoff and his car was kit. I've never seen it. I'd love to see that. <laughs> it's probably rubbish, but there we go. Well, you mentioned, and I, can we go there if I may, because you mentioned it a couple of times. Was there, is, is being an actor with Tourette's, is that a thing that, that you have to tell people about? <laughs> is it something that, you know, in the middle of an audition, you might have to say oh by the way this might happen but it will you know i don't do you know what? i don't think i've i don't think i've mentioned it in an audition unless you know oh, i think it might bag us apart unless it's for twitchy mcgovern and i'm going i've, I've got it i'm your man <laughs> um, but generally I've, I've sometimes i've started doing it with directors just to give them the heads up because when there's a bit of pressure on it and, and talking about it sort of makes it worse i mean i've managed quite mild but um you know sort of uh, tick and twitch and shoulder shrugs um, and often when they when before the camera when they're turning and they like okay stand by turning I'm sure there's plenty behind the scenes footage of me looking like some bloke from a black and white film just going <laughs> And then I try and time it from when they shout action that I can just get it all out. It's like, get it all out, get it all out, and then glide into the scene and try and... and once I'm in the scene, if I'm concentrated, I'm there and I'm in the scene, and it's like I sort of level the ticks and just sort of smooth them out, and I'm concentrating on what's going on. Um, but there are times when you, you can spend a whole day doing a scene and it's tiring if, if you're up at four and you know there are long days and, and you're finishing late, and not getting back to late, you get tired and you can't control them for, for as long as you'd like to. Um, I've got to the point where sometimes I'll go to a director and just say, Listen, if you get a few ticks and switches or if you're on me on a shot, um, just let me know. Or because directors will often have, well, it's like you were talking in a way before, you might mentally edit a podcast in a way, you might say, I'm not going to use that bit. Mm -hmm. But a director in his world will know, I'm going to use this for this bit, this for this bit. You don't always know their intentions. Sometimes they'll sort of show their hand, and sometimes they'll just shoot stuff and you'd be good all the time and do your job. So I just say to him, look, if I'm on a take and you you think you're going to use it for that bit and I keep ticking over it, just let me know and I'll make a concerted effort not to on that particular point. Um, And I just feel then that they're not... There's nothing awkward. So sometimes, if I feel like I need to mention it, I will. And if I don't, um, I don't. What was the question again? <laughs> what well, was, yeah, was that? It was uh, is it that. Yeah, it was that. It was because obviously something that is that manifests itself yeah. um, might be. And I remember because I had a I had a teacher who was on Mastermind who had a <laughs> similar thing um, to, to uh, a similar thing, but he had it to a similar extent as you, right? And he did Mastermind, <laughs> right? Clean as a whistle. Right, because right, I, right. But and before, and he said before and after. He was, but for the two minutes, he, as you say, he could sort of, he could concentrate yeah. on his thing. And I was just, <laughs> so I guessed, but I just thought it was an interesting thing to talk about. No, as, it, an, as an actor. It is. Um, and if it's something that, you know, that that could potentially be an issue. Because I mean, I'm interested when you do stand. I noticed when you do stand up, you mention it. I do quite and early on. But I love, But the things. There's two things. I mean. I, as you know, sometimes you get bored of your own material, but there's two things I like to go on with a stand-up and address straight off. Because I'm one of those actors that pops up in things, sometimes it's disconcerting. I can see people going, "Is that? I know him. Is he from?" No, I do, and suddenly they've missed your opening two minutes because they're trying to work out where they know you from. So I'll address the fact that I'm on telly, and you, and then I do some reference going that I like Barry Chuckle, brilliant. And then because <laughs> uh, I do a bit, uh, um, and secondly, I've got Tourette's, which means once it's out there, as well, there's a bit of comedy. Mileage in it, and also they're not going. Is he going to fall off the stage, or have a turn, or something? You know, the front rows are all unnerved. So I address that from the, the front, from the top, and then they're on. Hopefully, they're on board, and you can go anywhere. And that's the difference. That's why I've wanted to do stand up for so long. I have a freedom which I I, I haven't stand up, but I don't feel you have with a script and acting because it's quite, especially the way the scripts work. It's normally written in. If someone's got a tick, it's generally sort of written in. Or it's part of the character's address. Not always, but generally. So mm. if you start doing it, it becomes part of who that person is. So I don't want it to be part of a character unless it's... I don't want to be the guy who's always ticking and switching sure. and stuff. It's distracting from, from the scene sometimes. But with the with the, with the stand-up, you can Take and let stuff out and all that stuff, all the good stuff that comes to Rett's when you get free flowing and free forming and ideas and you start improvising and pulling stuff out, what people have said, you know what it's like, that's the best stuff I think mm, oh, something yeah. happens in live in the room and you can pull it out and run with an idea and you're surprising yourself and surprising the audience in in the same breath that's brilliant, that's, that's something that only happens once that happens in that room and you go, this isn't repeated we all have to be there for that and that was, that's what sort of exciting. and me. that's your draw that we talked about before we started recording that 's your draw to why you 're interested in in pursuing stand up mm. now having having done so much sort of screen acting where you don 't yes. have that yeah that's the thing i mean in a way screen acting you know it's it's a lot of the time it 's quite small and detailed and i mean the cameras the camera just loves some people there's some people you, you don 't know sometimes and you see them and they go, "Oh my God, they work so well on screen." but it's so contained and small and brilliant I love that aspect of it as well I love when you can play with it and it's just just you you can feel the turn and you know it's going to have an impact and it's or a look is going to be powerful but it does mean when you when your brain's going tense, to the dozen and your shoulder's going oh, I'd love a really good wriggle right now <laughs> do you know what I mean <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work in the same sort of parameters so it's nice I'm, I'm in a lucky position where I'm, I'm able sort of to do both at the minute yeah well, and with so much we haven't mentioned, so that's what, uh, I mean, nineteen episodes of clocking off. Uh, mm. Is that what I was in? I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's good stuff. Clocking off, clocking off was um, it was a gift. It was it was such a lovely job to do. Paul Abbott, getting those scripts, he just went, "Well, I've I've got I've, I'll, I'll I'd have to be terrible to mess this up." <laughs> and I met some of my um, best mates on that job, like um, Tony Mooney, uh, Jack Dean. Uh, Will Ash already knew, but we're still mates, and, and it, it was just um, a lovely job to be able to turn up. <laughs> Do you know what? I, we were so relaxed. There were nights, I was in my 20s and stuff, and it'd be like, there were nights where we were having such good fun. We had the press club. You know the press club. I don't, know it. Yeah? Too oh my well. god, you've lost years there. <laughs> <Lashley>. Yeah. <laughs> the press club, which is just, at that point, it would not changed since 1981. And we're doing karaoke. And the- for those that don't know, yeah. uh, the press club is a hovel in Manchester, <laughs> deep beneath the bowels of Manchester, where people with equity cards go t- to get well, bitten, eat- to get horrendously <laughs> drunk at uh, ridiculous hours. But it was it was there. It was for the press, wasn't it? It's was supposed to be after yeah. hours. The press would be working, like because they're guarding all the other offices, did not they? Yeah. And when they were finished, they'd have somewhere to drink. It's supposed to be a members' place, isn't it? But if you were on telly, you just go, and they get to know you, and they go, "Are oh, you with the curry lot Come yeah. on in, you know what I mean, and the race, but it means you could drink till five o'clock in the morning, walk up to Piccadilly, get a fry up, go back to your hotel, you pick your bag up, have ten minutes kit, and be back on set. Got me all nostalgic now. <laughs> I know, I know. Are you crying, so <laughs> <laughs> You've gone all dewy, But I love that because I mean I can't do it now. I'm forty. 40- what I, see, I don't know. I'm forty-one, you know. But you're in your early twenties and you do it, and there was there were episodes of clocking off. Um, we'd watch and went. Don't remember shooting that. <laughs> <laughs> you see this glassy veneer, right? Oh it was one of them days, wasn't it? But you go, we c- we can do this, it's fine. I mean, the thing was clocking off, uh, for anybody who doesn't remember it was it was um early sort of late nineties, early two you know, two thousand naughties, I hate that word, naughties, But um, and it was an uh, ensemble piece and different characters would feature in, in you know, in, in different episodes. And it had a great cast, a really great cast, but it meant sometimes a storyline would feature, you know, different, car- you know, a, a certain character, and you'd be in the background in the canteen. And those were the days where you just were like, "Well, we'll go paintballing, and then we'll get drunk, and then uh, we'll turn up and see what happens." And, then, <laughs> and you watch and go, "Oh, it's good. It's good. We did all right <laughs> in deep background. That was good fun." That. Well, look, I've, uh, I've exhausted. I've, I've used up uh, more time than I said. Oh my goodness! So. Um, I've got uh, cool. well, I've got the final two questions, but I'll I'll do a preamble to that. What's next? What, what? So if I'm to interview you in ten years' time, when we do Who's Round Revisited, yeah. what would Ben Crompton like to have done in those ten years? <laughs> I'd like to have been a bit more diligent in my writing for Stanley. I'd, like um, I'd like to do a one-man show. I'd like to do. I'd like to go to Edinburgh. I mean it's weird because people go to Edinburgh for different reasons it's kind of like what I said to you before though that thing of some people go to Edinburgh to get on BBC3 I'm trying to get off it <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's I'd love to do it because I want to be it's something I, I hope I could be good at and I want to get better at so I'd like to be doing that I'd like to be still working I'd like to be working with interesting people and keeping on a radar but just under anything of any notes not I, d- I don't want I don't want to be in anything, I was about to say I don't want to be in anything huge (laughs) when I'm in Game of Thrones, which is quite a big thing, but I'm a a sort of small part of that. I want to do interesting work, really. really But without the the, all the rubbish that goes with fame and all of that? Not interested in that at all. But I want to just do good work, just be able to balance that, spending time with my family, let Me miss has gone with her work. She's a brilliant choreographer. She's got her own stuff going on. And um, just that, really, mate. Just work with nice, good people who've got good ideas and, and, you know, keep the balance going. A bit of stand-up, a bit of acting. It's all right, isn't it? That's oh, all right. It's not a bad thing too. No, certainly not. <laughs> um, OK, well, what's your charity? You've kindly given your time for half a pint feel of like something. Was, I didn't even know like, what it was. I like, feel like that was a really boring answer, that last one, wasn't it? Was it was no. Like sorry, no. Bit, I mean... I should have said something. Um what's my charity? I've sorry. I mean I think we are it for Edge World Peace, you know. That's want, what, World Peace and a heavily like, CBI. And like World, world, work. world peace. <laughs> and, and, um And um, I tell you what, that's what happens when you drink. I mean it was going well early on, but I'm, I'm two and a half I've got three glasses here, folks. <laughs> and literally three glasses going on. I mean I should have sort of I should have put that one into that one, shouldn't I? I should do it now look at this is live, look at this. <laughs> yes. He's saying, look at this on the audio podcast. <laughs> I feel Toby, I feel like this is one of the bits you might have cut out. <laughs> I feel like that last answer which I give, which was a load of blab, and this bit <laughs> is snibbity snip. Hello Garage Band. I think this gives it very similitude. What time is it now? Right, is hang on, do you know what? Oh mate, we've got to keep talking for a little bit because it's one minute to twelve. Is it? Which means, I'm guessing, have you ever done a podcast that's covered two days? <laughs> I have it run out? Have you run out? No, I haven't. I'm just... Uh, it's, it's my new iPhone, so I'm just... I'm with it so hang on, have I got, got another question? You've got, yeah, I've got two. You've got the... Oh. Net, you have to nominate your charity. Right, is the one after that? Uh, yeah, but that's the one I surprise people Oh, do you? With. Okay, oh, all right, all that's right. okay, all right, all right. <laughs> awful. Okay, all right, all right. All right, okay. So, so what's your charity? I am going to... For me, charity of choice. Uh, so is this where people who listen could donate? Yes. Is that right? Yeah, because they don't pay... Okay. So we ask them what? to donate um, to charity instead. If you could, it'd be smashing. There's a, a hospice uh, up in the northeast uh, called St Oswald, St Oswald Hospice, and uh, I think that's uh, uh, a fantastic charity. And um, if anybody would be kind enough to donate to that, that would be brilliant. But, and the final question—that's a rod for my um, own back—is this was convened to celebrate fifty years of Doctor Who, Ben. So, what is your message to the Doctor Who fans out there? Um, oh my god so I bet most people say keep watching they them. do they go, that's all oh, anybody ever said. keep says. watching <laughs> thanks for all your time and attention uh, yeah this is don't 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 use this <laughs> oh, don't use this you see if you told me this <laughs> right. if you told me this earlier on I've had something brilliant I've had, I'd, I'd, I'd have had gold right hang on wait 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 what's the message 50 years it's not 50 years now is it no no it's 51 it's 52 now 52? Yeah. Uh, after 52 years, right? Surely that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're kicking the <laughs> ass out of it now, aren't we? You know what I mean? Now, listen, here's a genuine question for you, right? Now we're on this. I missed a bit. 12, 12 generations, uh, yeah. regenerations, yeah? Yeah. This is what happens when you go over two days and past midnight and have, you know, yeah. right? Right? The tables are turned, right? <laughs> What happened? How come he got another generation? Oh, another he, generation? He, he explained that all when, when Matt Smith regenerated. They did Into a, the War Doctor? Uh, no, no, that was... that. Um, they did what all, they always do with Doctor Who. They gave it a bit of... A bit of blurb. A bit of blurb. But, I mean, th- they had to go to all that effort to to contradict what had been said in one line in the Deadly Assassin episode 2. Oh, as so well. that, so what, that's what you sort of, see. Yeah, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't even that, anything important. That's some guy in a flat in Holloway, isn't he? Yeah, In 1974 going, I'll just say what, we'll just do a... Uh, Sandra, what's your favourite number? <laughs> twelve. Yeah, we'll just do twelve regenerations. Which is caused a right load yeah, of just hassle calls years down the line. It's gotta be Canon. Yeah. So alright, well that makes sense now, that's good. Um the lint. I, I, I also realised there's a point when I was shouting into your phone, and that's not what you're recording on, is it? Yeah, no, we've got two. We're recording on two know? things, yeah, just in case one goes wrong. It's like the fury. If they'd done this, if they done this at the BBC, we'd still have Fury from the Deep. So you were. <laughs> What's happened? I think it started out all right, but I've become that bloke in the pub now. I just want to ask you loads of questions. Where would you get your tie from? It's dead, it's dead shiny. It's not actually, is it, is it, is, <laughs> no, it is it knitted? It's it's more, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it is quite fluffy, isn't it? Oh, look, yeah, you know. yeah. Look at that. I've had a really, really nice night. <laughs> <laughs> well that's it. We should go and have a, a I think I go and top you up upstairs. Come on, go on, well, <laughs> so all that remains for me to say is Ben Crompton, thank you very much. Bless you, mate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that got a bit strange at the end. <laughs> yeah, no, i You can edit that, can't you? I l-
0: but I like I like the very sm- I always keep the slight Thanks to Ben. His charity is St Oswald's Hospice, uh, which is St Oswald's UK, St Oswald's UK, St Oswald's UK.org. And there's a donate page on their website. Tune in for another Toby Haydock's Who's Round next time. Uh, but until then, keep an eye out for the White Walkers. coming soon from Big Finish Productions. If I fail, I need someone to continue the fight. If I die, avenge me. Is that what you're saying? Let's hope it doesn't count to that. For well, as much as it hath pleased almighty God of his great mercy to take unto himself the soul of our dear brother Tobias here departed. We weren't supposed to make contact until things changed. Well, things have changed rather drastically. Sir Tobias Kinsella, deceased, was the head of a top-secret organisation tasked with the safety and security of Great Britain. Who are you three? I'm Carol Hartigan. Catherine Solomon. Captain Philip Benson, how do you do? All three died in the line of duty a few years ago. That's not the case, sir. Beg pardon? I've seen these people at Kinsella's funeral. They're very much alive. you pip right now probably the only friends you've got I want you to find these three troublemakers and whatever it is they're up to I want it stopped by any means necessary ah! oh, it's lovely to be back I just wish it was under happier circumstances big finish we love stories you're enjoying this aren't you beats the hell out of teaching